backlash builds against a plan by Cornerbrook Pump and Paper to log ancestral Mi'kmaq land in central Newfoundland. I'm Glenn Wheeler, and this is Mi'kmaq Matters, a podcast about Mi'kmaq people, politics, land, and water. This is episode 217, made possible with listener support. Become a patron at patreon.com slash Matters. This week, more on the developing protest movement against plans to log a wilderness area in central Newfoundland called Charlie's Place. It's named after Charlie Francis, the Mi'kmaq man who came to the area in the early 1800s and the ancestor of most Mi'kmaq people in the Gander Bay and Glenwood area. Not only is Charlie's Place rich in history, it hosts salmon habitat, spectacular biodiversity, and many medicinal plants. But the area is at risk because Conerbrook Pulp and Paper obtained a permit to log the area after a consultation process that critics say was bogus. At a meeting last week, provincial environment officials were once again defending the consultation process with land defenders. But it looks like the public pressure is having some impact. A crucial meeting is set for May 3rd with Cornerbrook Pulp and Paper, provincial staff, Halibut, and municipal leaders. We got an update from Justin Hodge, who's leading the defense of Charlie's Place. Okay, Justin, so great to have you back on Mi'kmaq Matters. You've been uh, a busy guy uh, since we last talked a couple of weeks ago. And um, so one thing you can bring our listeners up to date on is the meeting you had this past week. We are talking on Saturday, April uh, the 23rd. Um, so this past week you had a meeting with the uh, officials from the provincial government. So tell us about that meeting. Uh, it was uh, people from the Ministry of the, of the Environment? Uh, yes, Glenn. It was, uh, now we were pushing for a meeting directly with uh, Minister Bernard Davis, but uh, Unfortunately, we expected now we wouldn't go and get the minister. So we end up with the deputy minister and uh, the Joanne Sweeney was the director and Paul Carter was the assistant director of the uh, of the environmental assessment and climate change division. Right. We managed to get uh, because we're the government portion now was going to be uh, via Zoom meeting. So they were there via Zoom and uh, me, myself and uh, the mayor and Mr. Calvin Francis and uh, a couple of the elders. And we were all there in person with Don Avenue with Atlantic uh, Salmon Federation. So uh, that was held at 2 o'clock. So we, we we only had an hour, which was pretty short, but we all got our comments in. Yes. Um, so and then uh, so and what was the what was the purpose of that meeting? What was the agenda item for that meeting? Uh, for the most part, Glenn, we uh, up to now, which is almost into 10, almost 11 months uh, since the start of this uh it's what we've been trying to do here. Uh, it's getting back to us and it's getting back to other government officials and MHA that, MHA that we've contacted that Bernard Davis and Premier or whatever is only just aware 
of uh, of a small group of cabin owners and corner book pulp paper and a couple of releases they had with the press. They've been saying we are aware of a couple, you know, residents and a few cabin owners, which is totally downplaying this uh, <laughs> the severity and the concerns that we've had. So we've uh, pushed through the MHAs. And with a few lengthy letters from a lot of residents, uh, we finally secured a meeting uh, with with the government. So it was just uh, we're just trying to express our concerns more in depth, right? Yes. And um, I get the sense that uh, from what you posted uh, online there that you weren't all that happy with uh, with the outcome of that meeting. You had your your hour, but it seems like you weren't getting a lot of. Um, they weren't saying very much, uh, these provincial environment officials, after uh, after that meeting. It was totally uh, disappointing to us. But for us to get up, you know, me, myself and Calvin uh, got up and uh, actually stood up. And, and uh, you know, when you pour your heart out into something like this, you know, I had a little speech rope there. But, uh, you know, I said, well, I just want to speak from the heart. And I say what I really wanted to come there and say. And, and Calvin done the same thing, you know, with our 200-year occupation from our ancestors and and uh, we had written proof brought there through that living document from supporting Charlie's uh, biography, putting them in there, like I said last time, between the between the 1820s and 1830s. And his sons and pictures there from 1905 in Charlie's place with a teepee that they had. And uh, and, and that they wouldn't expect it to get the picture took. And now it was done by, uh, I think it was uh, some government officials, it was mapping the area or something at the time. But anyway, they got the picture and we got the the proof of that and we and I put down our, our, our 350 signatures there and, and and expressed our Aboriginal you know involvement and with the with the community at large and, and how much we depend on this area and, and it never even they never even glorified it with a response it, it was just this seven minutes view that that we've heard from the beginning that the the consultation period ends here and this gives you a time to do this with corporate pulp paper and figure out an area and she wants us to circle area within this area that's important to us, which we might get half of the area that we circled and really going to end up with nothing. And so I, I put a crossword at the end of it there, and Kelvin and uh, and Don Ivany and all the other representatives there and Garrett Watton, you know, that we're not going to be settling for no scraps this time, you know, because it's pretty unfortunate that we're not being recognized, right? Mm. So there, so the uh, provincial government uh, is saying that, um, that uh, Cornerbrook pulp and paper should be able to lock part of uh, Charlie's place is still their position. Yeah, sure. But like you say, it's it's gone a little bit further than that now. Uh, fortunately, within the last few days, I guess it's finally getting back to government and higher officials, and, and you know they really do see the scope, and and they must realize that their their failure to consult a lot of these key officials, which, which you know the river runs right between two towns, it, it would be one town if not for the river dissects the two communities here so you know if you fail if you fail to consult the the mayor or the, or the municipalities the councils and especially the chiefs you know don't give you much hope for for you know for for anything that's going to any positive outcome is going to come out of this you know because they kind of just fast-tracked it they didn't want you know they didn't want no public input as far as i'm concerned mm. so um there's been um there has been uh, some uh, media coverage. There was a story in the uh, in Saltwire in the Telegram and a story on CBC. So uh, there's some um, public att- attention now. But uh, so far, Cornbrook Pulp and Paper hasn't said very much, and uh, as you say, the environment people haven't said very much. But I understand 
that there is now a meeting scheduled for May 3rd. Uh, for May 3rd, um, tell us about that meeting and uh, what, what's uh, planned for that. Yeah, that would have been initially, Glenn, that would have been our third encounter, our third uh, meeting with Cornbrook Pulp and Paper, just between us and them, uh, the stakeholders, they call us, <laughs> and uh, and the proponent like Cornbrook Pulp and Paper. So that was just an opportunity for us once again to, you know, uh, to circle like, these important places on this, this little area known as Charlie's Place, which is totally unacceptable. But anyway, we were going to do our part and show up to the meeting, and if it had to come be, you know, and do our protests and prior to the meeting, but, uh, yeah, and, uh, talking to a couple of officials there this morning and representatives and Mr. Francis and stuff too, and uh, he, apparently our message has gotten through, so rather than just being cornbrook pot and paper at this meeting now, it's going to be uh, government officials, I'm not sure which ones exactly as of yet, but uh, representatives, I guess, and I'm not sure who from Halibu, but uh, it's, it's nice to see that uh, they'll be there backing us as well, and as and two chiefs of uh, chief of Glenwood and of course Mr. Francis from Gander Bay and the two mayors from the municipalities and we're hoping to get a representative from uh, from Werak again and uh, and maybe uh, Mr. Don Ivan again from the Atlantic Salmon Federation that as you know you know pulls a lot of weight and, and, and a lot of lot of a uh, lot of science backing up that that department right yes so this meeting uh, would you all be together in uh, the same location or what, what logistics are there for that meeting. Yes, we're hoping. Now, I'm not sure if it's. Uh, I'm hoping with the severity of this, of these concerns now, and uh, you know, because this all, this all could come to legal action at at, at the end of the day, because uh, uh, we're getting an A tip now and just trying to figure out who was contacted and when mm. at the, at, the, at the consultation process. So, uh, I'm not sure, but I think that. You know, it's, it's really hitting home now, and the, the severity of this has got to be addressed by government, because if not, it's going to get out of hand. Mm. And uh, once again, thank you guys for, for your coverage and getting it out there, because, you know, without that, I don't think uh, it, it wouldn't really have got through the way that it is. And, you know, I think you got to offset these projects, too, with the with the recent uh, again, with the recent announcements of this Beta Nord project, which people are not too happy with either. Yes. But that gives us that gives us an opportunity to say, well, okay, this 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 you know very significant project is going ahead. Why can't we offset this project with, you know, you know the carbon footprint being what it is? We can offset it a little bit by protecting these little places like Charlie's Place, especially when the funding is available, right? Yes, you have been uh, thinking that uh, you might be organizing uh, a protest. Uh, I think you even talked about the possibility of uh, of roadblocks if. Um, if Cornbrook Pulton Paper tried to uh, log this this area, tried to log Charlie's place. So, what is your thinking now about what you'll do in the way of protest? We initially planned a protest uh, for this, not this week now, but probably from the upcoming week, maybe on the 27th or so. But in light of this new information, uh, it'd probably be a good idea for us to do our do our gathering at the town hall. That would give a lot of people that don't have vehicles and stuff that the, the people that were really concentrated on who, who got no internet access, who really do really do rely on this place. To, you know, they can they can gain access to the protests and really get their word out, and and so can everybody else. But the government officials there, and hopefully they'll. <laughs> you'll realize, well, it's not just cabin owners, you know. Now for people um, in the area, May May 3rd is the date. 
So uh, I guess it would be good to have people outside if you had uh, some demonstration for people to show their support for Charlie's Place. Oh, definitely, definitely. Now we'll be constructing uh, some signs and stuff now to put out and all the public support that uh, that we can gather now and for especially for you know, uh, this area directly and, and for more areas in the future, hopefully. But, uh, yeah, the public eye, the public really needs to get involved, and especially with the media coverage, I think it uh, finally gets back to the, to the government and says, well, you know, we're really going to have to address this because, <laughs> you know, the weather is getting out of hand on that. But I think it's just starting, really, because everybody feels the same way, Glenn. I think by, you know, a lot of people mention that as you fly over this uh, beautiful province that we got, and, and you know, uh, I, I had a 10-year break there before I got on a plane, and and I was up in uh, I up in Labrador there last fall, and uh, from eight to 10 years ago to to present day, flying over to Ireland by us, a totally different spot. I'm going to guarantee you. Mm. You know, there are a lot of uh, when you look down, you see a lot of uh, a lot of spots. There's not all green trees anymore when you look down from uh, from the plane. No, sir, and not so much not so much uh, in regards to wildlife either. Like you say, the caribou. One time you would see them all around the all around this area, but now there's few and far between. You know, I guarantee you. Yes. So, um, listeners in the area can mark your calendars for May third, and uh, so that's uh, that's the the meeting is at the town hall in Appleton. Yes, in Appleton. Yeah. And uh, and what what time should uh, or is the meeting scheduled for on May 3rd? The meeting is supposed to commence at 1 p.m., but we're probably going to get there around noon, right, just to get everything, get everything set up and and uh, have a chat and just to see how we can organize it and get everything ready, you know. So noon, May 3rd, at the town hall in Appleton, people can show their support for Charlie's Place by showing up and um, and being present. Sure, everybody's welcome. Yes. Great, Justin. Well, um, good luck, and uh, let's keep in touch. I appreciate it. I appreciate it, and uh, thank you to your listeners and for your support, my friend. That was land defender Justin Hodge telling us about the fight to save Charlie's Place. You can show your support for this important traditional Mi'kmaq land by assembling at the Appleton Town Hall at noon on May 3rd. And that's it for the program. Allison Baker is the producer of Mi'kmaq Matters. Like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter for the latest Mi'kmaq news and views. I'm Glenn Wheeler, Emsonokaba. Okay.